Captain to transporter. Are you reading me or not, Mr. Scott? Aye, sir. Scotty, we'll need everything you have. Warp speed, Aye, sir. Warp three. Warp five. Warp six. in the face he would no this is not a new theme song but this was the star trek cruise theme song as performed by band 47 this song played about 48 times a day oh see here's the thing sunday you say it's catchy and it, and it is. And it kind of grows on you after you hear it about the 70th time in a day. Then, then what happens is you get on the boat and, and people, just people start walking around and they're just going. There's no visuals, Cruzito. No, cru there's no visuals. I'm just playing. A, I'm playing a song. I'm dancing. I'm head bopping. Oh. Welcome in, everybody. Appreciate you guys all being here. My name is Ultimate DJs. This is Talking Trek Live. Back from abroad. Back from overseas. And I'm back with you here in the studio on the mountain. Thank you guys so very much. I appreciate you being here. Who all is here to celebrate the return to the studio? Who is so excited about maybe even joining us next year? We've got exclusive news that we're going to share with you coming up later in the show. Appreciate you guys very much. Uh, let's do it with a Talking Trek server sound off. Raj on server nine. What's going on? Mariah's on 195. Dirty Bird Bill on 15. Commander Taylor on 187. Davrick on 21. 
Royal Power on 36. Vic on 40. Thank you, Lloydson on 11. Mitch Strangler on 9. Guru on 58. Snack Attack, uh, what's going on? It's number 42. Death on 15. Lube on 135. Royal Power on 36. Kirko on 57 and 145. DC Two Toes on server 31. Lord Sunday on uh, server 199. Thank you guys so very much. Welcome into the show. My name is Ultimate DJs. Appreciate you guys. Yeah. Didn't mean to actually play that. That, that just... That just happened. Uh, <laughs> good evening. Thumbling on 24, Chef on 15, Kenny on 57, Wildstar on 74, and the list goes on and on and on. 178 additional messages, and uh, we've got 241 in our live studio audience. Thank you guys so very much for being here. My name is Ultimate DJs. This is Talking Trek Live, Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast, and I would like to, uh, to welcome uh, all of you here to the studio and uh, it kind of bittersweet, right? Uh, back from vacation, back um, into the studio. But our last show uh, before the trip was my last show with my right-hand man, Bubba Joe, who is not here tonight, who is uh, continuing his, uh, his position and, and hasn't really changed his position, hasn't changed his mind on what the state of the game currently is for him as a player, uh, his account and, and G6 in general, and just the general attitude of Scopely towards his player base that is uh, still going on for him and, and something that we have still been trying to, um, to try to, to influence if, if in any way that we can. Uh, but... In an interesting turn of events, I would like to say good afternoon to Ripper, who just decided to stop in here a little bit ago. Rip, how you doing, buddy? Welcome in. How is I don't you? even know why I'm here. I know why you're here. I know why you're here. You were talking earlier. You? you were yes, yes. First of all, we hanging out, hanging out, having a good time. Second of all, you said that I miss uh, you. I'm oh, <laughs> I miss you too, buddy. And and not only that, but we were talking earlier about what was going to be happening next year that we were actually going to to we were going to change gears a little bit the talking uh the talking trek community meetup i think we're going to change gears i think we're going to change it up from like twitchcon or one of these other things i think we're going to do it on this cruise man uh and i was asking you right before the show before we started hmm. are you going to book on this cruise with us next year and you said yeah definitely you coming right because yeah because here's I, the I, thing. I will make it. I will make it. I, I mean, I, my future currently is a bit, I don't know, unknown, I guess, but I will make it work. Well, here's here's the thing. Now, you know, Joker says you're trying to price your audience out. Here's the thing, man. I'm here to tell you it is cheaper. Like, I, I there is, I did all this. It is cheaper to to go on this trip than it would be to go to Vegas Spend like hotel, spend food, spend admission, well, all this first stuff. Of, first, of, first of all, the next TwitchCon is in San Diego again. Okay. That's not a cheap to city. San Diego now. Joker says not a no. chance. You can go but, to TwitchCon for a week for 2100 bucks. They get like, uh, they get like uh, the Airbnb with multiple people, and then it's actually not too bad. Uh. That's what a lot of people do. Well, here's the thing. I was going to go to TwitchCon this year. Okay, honestly, we talked about it. Griffin knows I talked about it. Rip, you know I talked to you about it. I was this close to going. I was very close to going to TwitchCon. And then I look at the pricing. Now, I don't share a room typically, okay? So I would have had to buy a room 
and well, and we then, have shared a room before. Yeah, but I mean, like, I mean, that's you and me, right? Like, you sure. snuggle really good. So, uh, <laughs> but but no, I wasn't gonna, you know, get a room with like you know four or five different people and go to make it cheap. I mean, I was looking at thousands of dollars. Okay, I was looking at thousands of dollars to go. So, and not only that, but the entertainment that you get on here and all your foods included and all that stuff. Um, it's just, you know what? It's just better. In my opinion, it's just more tuned for a Star Trek fandom, right? It's more tuned for us as Star Trek fans. And by the way, Ripper's here to, to talk about this. He wants to go, it has nothing to do with the game. Nothing to do with Fleet Command. Okay, nothing. Okay, this is just, it, it's a con. It is an intimate, it is a low population con for Star Trek. It is. The the actors and actresses that were there, the behind the scenes people, I didn't even get a chance to talk about this on the uh, on the Twitch earlier. Ripper, uh, the Akutas <coughs> were there. All right. Now, for those of you who who aren't super, super familiar with uh, with the Akutas, this is Mike and Denise Akuta. They have been involved uh, in the Star Trek universe for probably close to 30, 35 years. Um, Mike Akuda started out as a production assistant. Like, honestly, I'm not even kidding you, Rip. He started out building sets, like, you know, yeah. making buttons and, and doing displays and graphics and, and stuff like that. That's where he started now. Did he do, like, the, the, the displays and what was it started for? Uh, he did. Uh, Star Trek movie. Okay, here I'll I'll read it to you. Star Trek movies four through ten did all of the set supervision. He basically designed the sets, designed the the panels, designed the the displays. That's right. He is the creator, Joker. You got it. Of the L cars design. Uh, Star Trek movies four through ten did Next Generation all the way through Enterprise. Has done Star Trek Picard. All right. He has created every control panel that you guys have ever seen. Computer readouts. He has designed every alien language that we've seen on display. Um, he also works on a ton of other stuff as well. But um, his wife, Denise Akuda, um, has also worked on Deep Space Nine, Voyager and Enterprise, four different Star Trek movies, and uh, started as a graphic artist. That's actually how they met. They met working on Star Trek, fell in love and got married. All right. Um, they have been instrumental in a lot of the, uh, uh, what do you want to call them, archive-type projects, Rip, where they're going back through uh, all of the original B-roll footage and archiving them digitally, archiving, and, and that way they know everything that can be found. They got access to Gene Roddenberry's vault, went through every piece of footage in there and categorized it, timestamped it, and everything. That basically wrote their own LCAR system, Rip, uh, for the Gene Roddenberry Archive Project uh, and uh, the Roddenberry Vault. They've done this stuff. They're working on other projects as we speak. Incredibly amazing couple. To listen to them talk is absolutely incredible, Rip, because they are, like, you don't realize maybe... And I don't even think I realized going into this, but then hearing them talk about the projects and how other people talked about them, they are a dynasty family inside Star Trek. They, there might not be any individuals who know more about the Star Trek franchise than these two because they built practically all of it. I mean, seriously, they designed it, the images and the languages and, and, and all of this stuff 
And then they come in and they're talking about, did you know? Here's a, here's a nice little tidbit before we send our, our Twitch audience to the first break. Uh, did you know that Mike Akuda actually warned Gene Roddenberry not to include replicators in Star Trek? Ah, he, uh, he said replicators are a bad idea because they defy the science on so many levels, right? <laughs> what do they... Uh, listen, Robbie McNeil, uh, uh, Tom Paris, right? Uh, he has said before that he doesn't understand the principles on which uh, replicators work. Like, how do they get the nutritional stuff for the food? Like, he thinks it has to come from their poop. <laughs> He's talked about it. Him and Garrett Wong have had arguments about how replicators get the organic material necessary to, to make food in the replicator. But then they also can make weapons and they can make materials and, and ores and all this stuff. All right. Energy to matter conversion and all this stuff. Uh, Robbie McNeil is convinced that, that it's from poop. All right. <laughs> you poop and then it turns it into pie. All right. <laughs> mm, pie. <laughs> mm, pie from poop. I know it's a thing. But no, seriously, um, uh, Mike Akuda warned uh, the Star Trek producing uh, production team about using uh, replicators because of the scientific and, and storytelling problems that it could present over time. Because, you know, listen, you need anything, just replicate it. It was like the, the easiest thing to do. So obviously he didn't win that battle. All right. <laughs> we still have replicators, but um, he didn't win that battle. But he talks a lot about that, uh, about the fact that, you know, there were some design decisions and some narrative decisions that he did get to weigh in on. And uh, it's just I mean, they're a dynasty family. The House of Akuda is uh, is an incredibly powerful and incredibly um, in-depth family when it comes to the production of Star Trek. And uh, it's very cool listening to them talk. They were on the uh, on the cruise, and they did a couple of talks, and and uh, it's just so cool, so so cool. Uh, it was a great experience. We haven't talked much about them. We didn't talk much about Tom. We're gonna have Tom on the show. He did our amazing makeup. Uh, if you guys saw in the Discord, we created a room that way we could show some uh, some pictures uh, of some of the stuff that we did. So. Um, he did our makeup, mine and Griffin's. Uh, we're going to get him on the show. Dr. Aaron McDonald, the actual science advisor for all things Star Trek. She is an astrophysicist and literally works for Paramount to make sure that they do things in a scientifically supportive manner. Um, she jokes, same thing as Mike Akuda, about sometimes where they they um, don't necessarily agree or they go a different direction. Uh, for example, she was doing a, a whole lecture about black holes, all right, uh, Rip, and how a black hole doesn't actually suck things in, all right, which, by the way, I didn't know, had no idea. I mean, that's a very complicated topic. They, well, she did but, an hour-long lecture sure, on it, yes. but she said yeah, things exactly. you, but you fall could, in. You could do many one-hour <laughs> oh, dude, listen, Dr. Aaron McDonald has agreed to come on the show to talk to you uh, about some of the science that she has presented into the Star Trek universe. Uh, and to tell you, for example, that's right, Vic, black holes don't suck things in. You fall into a black hole. All right. But as that recently, is, that is, that, I mean, you know, the definition between sucking and falling in, <laughs> it's, it's, curved, it's curved space, you know, it is. It's like, 
well, yes, you are falling. So, you know, you, you can also technically have a stable orbit around a black hole. True. You know? That's a thing. So she was also exists. That is true. And she was talking about a lot of this stuff. Uh, and for example, when she got the script, there was an episode of Strange New Worlds where Spock was talking about being sucked into a gravity well. And she cringed. She said, Ooh, I kind of cringed when they said that. But falling in doesn't have the same dramatic effect. She was she was actually overwritten for the entertainment value or the suspense value of we're being sucked into a gravity well as compared to uh oh we're we're gonna fall into a gravity well, and she she was talking about I, some of that stuff like where the production might contradict the science a little bit but they have to go with entertainment value. She was talking about some of that stuff. The the uh, interaction in sounds way better than. You know, we're falling into Yeah, that's exactly right. Okay. So uh, she was talking about the science of that. She is the science advisor for uh, for Star Trek Universe, and she was talking about all kinds of great stuff and how they use science. Um, but then she also did some, some real science talk, which, by the way, Rip, when I went over to the Kennedy Space Center after we got back into uh, Orlando, uh, well, Melbourne, I guess, uh, Cocoa Beach, right? Cocoa Beach, Cape Canaveral. Um, it mm -hmm. was crazy because they showed us a video presentation on the James Webb Telescope. All right. Uh, how many of you guys know what the JW, uh, JWS, is it JWST? J J James Webb Space J Telescope. JWST, yes. Yes. Uh, she did a whole presentation on what the JWST has found this year in 2023. And... It is changing astrophysics as we know it. All right. She is it she was talking about how modern theories of astrophysics are being completely thrown out the window because of what the JWST has found this year. All right. When I say this year, I meant in 2023. She did a she did a whole 2023 presentation on what the JWST has found. And we're talking about dude, this talk was mind-blowing. Like, you know, you could go to a talk and someone like me could walk out feeling so, so dumb, right? Because I got no idea what they're talking about. But she made it so entertaining and and spoke on, on my level to the point where, like, I actually understand. Like, okay, go ahead, Rip. Ask me how a black hole is formed. Because I feel like I got the answer. Formed, DJ. Huh? How was a black hole formed? I'm going to tell, tell you right on the other side of this break. Uh, for the okay. Twitch, for the Twitch audience, I got to take a break. We appreciate you being here. Stick around. We've got so much more to come on the cruise and what's going on in the game and so forth. Uh, appreciate you guys being here. My name is DJs. This is Talking Trek. So, hypochondriac, yes. Uh, a black hole is formed when the fuel inside a star, inside a dying star, when the fuel is consumed then it collapses in on itself and forms a black hole. However, however, uh, black holes grow. Black holes get larger by absorbing the matter and everything that are around them to the point where the JWST has documented and seen evidence of what they're now calling massive black holes, Rip, that go well, through a timeline. And what well, is... The, the, the concept of, you know black holes massive black holes and supermassive black holes is not a new thing exactly except that you has know existed what? for a very long time i get it and they exist supermassive i get it here's the thing though 
here's the thing. The way that that the JWST is seeing these images based on light speed, based on how long it takes these images to travel to us, all right, she believes that that the original theories based on how galaxies form and how stars form and all this stuff are fundamentally changing because of how f- long it takes these images to get to us. She showed us pictures, Rip, of galaxies that were, that were billions of years old but mm-hmm. already had supermassive black holes, which she described the life cycle of all this stuff. And she now wonders if our galaxy is actually older than what we thought it was, that the Big Bang could have happened long farther back than what we thought it was because of the processes that it takes to form these these galaxies and these supermassive black holes. Oh, oh man, man, it is crazy. It is crazy. That's right. Supermassive black holes merging and all this stuff. Oh, God. One super impressive thing about all of these discoveries is that uh, a lot of what Einstein predicted is way, way back in his head, in his mind, is now being confirmed. It is being proven. in, In this decade, we are confirming things that Einstein just... Mm-hmm. Kind of mathed out in his head, you know. We confirmed gravitational waves, which Einstein predicted to be to existing. Yes, that's and, like, and they're using super mind blowing. They're using these gravitational waves to almost uh, uh, triangulate is a bad example, but they're using these triangle uh, gr- these gravitational, gravitational waves. Uh, go ahead. Multiple ways how they can form, but sure, they're using them to kind of calculate distances almost i mean not quite but I, buddy now we're starting to get into the science above my brain but it was so freaking massive it was so interesting well, it's, it's, it's so like there's cool. like multiple multiple installations uh it's basically basically a laser that travels a certain distance and they measure the time it takes for the light to come back yeah and if that if that is different, then we have detected a gravitational wave because you know that the, the space kind of shrinks mm-hmm. and it de- deforms while while going through a gravitational wave. We actually hit one like super by accident. I think like a month after they turned the first one on. Yes, was, like super impressive. Actually, she told the story about that. It wasn't even supposed to be officially launched it was up like in beta they were testing things and they detected it yeah before it was actually supposed to be online but thankfully it did rip because it could have been decades longer before we would have seen yeah, another it, one that was that was just super well timed yeah. accident yeah it could was have crazy. been a very long time before we actually detected another now, one and you guys are like, joking with me you guys I are saw teasing the news and it was like this is what i shit. learned on that boat i learned things <laughs> <laughs> I learned things from Dr. Aaron McDonald and Dr. Muhammad Noor, and uh, and they have agreed over the over the coming weeks, months, whatever we're going to do. Rip, they're going to come on the show. They're going to talk Star Trek with us. So this is this is kind of what it is. And I know Dragon Keeper says, "Let's get to the game," and I'm going to get to the game. But we are as a community, we're kind of morphing into this big Star Trek kind of thing, and and we might end up looking at a few things outside of, of Fleet Command. As a matter of fact, uh, while we were on the ship, Rip, the um, the lead designer, and you'll have to help me remember the studio, the lead designer for Star Trek Resurgence was there. 
and they were talking to us and they want to do uh, a collaboration with us and, and all this stuff. Uh, they're launched on Epic Games. They're housed in the Epic Store. Dramatic Labs, I think. Dra Dramatic Labs. I can't remember. And I'm sorry. I, I don't I remember. I think it right was off. Dramatic Labs. But he was there. Guess what, guys? There's more Star Trek resurgence on the horizon as well. So um, very, very excited about some of that stuff. And uh, some of the contacts and stuff that we got to meet. Uh, Dr. Aaron is going to be on the show. Dr. Noor is going to be on the show. We got Garrett Wong to do an interview with us. Um, we got Dr. Noor to do an interview on the ship. He's going to come back with us. The actual cruise director uh, for EP, uh, ECP, uh, JT Waters, who has literally been the director and planned out all of the Star Trek cruises ever since Star Trek Cruise number one. He's been on the director since Star Trek Cruise two. Uh, we just finished number seven. He did an interview with us. He's going to be on with us later on. Um, it, very, very exciting stuff. Very, very cool. Uh, certainly says, can we use these connections to impact STFC? Not in any form of likelihood, I'm sure. But, <laughs> but Actually, it's... It's going to be cool for us as a community to become more connected with the property we love. Listen, in all fairness, Cruzito says, boo. Listen, certainly we enjoy Fleet Command. We play Fleet Command we, because why? We love Star Trek, right? So if we can get a little bit more Star Trek and, and enjoy ourselves with a little bit more Star Trek, I'll tell you, I know that this is going to sound like a shilly statement and it's going to sound uh, probably like way off the walls and kind of wacky. I came off this ship ripper and and actually maybe it was just because I took some time off, right? Maybe it was because I took a week off, but I played the game for hours yesterday. Played the game for hours and I, okay. I enjoyed it. All right. I ran I ran board solo armadas and did expansion cubes with my team for hours yesterday uh, because of the Borg interim event and uh Hypochondriac says it was definitely the week off. Maybe it was, but I actually came back and had fun with my team. Leading up to my break, I was working so much and the schedule was crazy. You know, I didn't have time to play, all right? And, and I got to play with my team, and I, and I feel like that did me some good. Not only that, but just the, the lore of Star Trek. Just the fact that, that you know, there's thousands of people, well, 1,700 people, chanting throughout the boat, lower decks, lower decks, every time we saw Eugene Cordero, who, by the way, is one of the funniest humans alive. All right? He, uh, his voice, you could definitely tell that he sounds like Rutherford. All right? You, you can tell he sounds like Rutherford. But he did Rutherford voice, and you can see how different it, it actually is. Like, he talked as Eugene Cordero, then he did Rutherford, and... And he told me about how Rutherford came to be, like the linguistic style of Rutherford and how it's different from his own way of speaking and how he created the Rutherford language, so to speak. And it was fascinating to hear that. And then to see him do it, he talked in Rutherford voice and I just died. I just died. I mean... Because it was like watching, it was hearing exactly what would have been on, on an episode. Exactly what would have been on the screen. So, um, it just so, what a great experience for a Trek fan. Okay? And we're going to talk a little bit more about Fleet Command. Is it going to impact Fleet Command, says certainly. <sighs> That's a tough question. 
Will, would the crews, would the connections we made impact uh, Fleet Command? Probably not. All right. But you know what? Some of the stuff that actually happened this week as well, I do think are going to influence Fleet Command. And I'm not at liberty to discuss a lot of that stuff right now. But um, I think that there are going to be things uh, that will probably take some months. All right. It'll probably take a little bit of time. But, I, you know, listen, I'm not saying everything's going to be long term, Rip. Um, there's probably some stuff that's going to happen quicker than, than later. But, you know, um, I've I've had a chance to to talk and have meetings scheduled with some people that I've never spoken to before. That happened this week. And I'm very, very excited, very motivated by by some of that stuff. And do I think that mm-hmm. Fleet Command can improve? I think that it needs to. And I think Scopely, after this past week, maybe actually wants to, to hear more about it. Joker says can and will are quite different, and I agree. I agree. But as I mentioned no. earlier, as I mentioned earlier, I, uh, I haven't gotten a chance to watch all of the ArcVault video and, and uh, the ArcVault preview meeting, Rip. And here's why, okay? Um, it happened while I was on the ship, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, and I did attend like the first 30 or 40 minutes of it, all right? Okay. And so I was there live. They, they pitched the Ark, and I was extremely disappointed. I was vocally aggravated. The sentiment I have heard. Oh, you heard about my response in that meeting? No, not your response, but just the general sentiment from people that have attended that meeting. Yeah. I was very disappointed, frustrated even, to the point where I spoke vocally about how I'm not going to mince words about how bad I believe the game is right now. Okay? And, and I, I preface this by saying, I have never said this before. Guys, have I ever said the words, I believe that Fleet Command is a bad game right now? Have I said that? I've said, listen, I've said we've had some bad, bad situations, maybe some bad months. I've never said it was a bad game. Never. As a matter of fact, the game is beautiful. It's deep. It's mathematically pleasing. It, the, the game is still fundamentally good. But this past week, Ripper, I said, you are taking something good and you are making it bad. That this game is bad right now. Okay? Now, I was... Probably borderline rude, okay? I was very frustrated. I was very aggravated. Yeah. And fortunately, fortunately, that caught the attention of somebody. I, I, I actually do want to say something. So I think it is very fair to be critical and upset. Um, But something that I have seen recently among my circles a lot is a sentiment of very, very just dismissive and angry towards individuals 
especially, you know, amidst the, uh, the immense layoffs that have happened this year. And I think that is absolutely not okay. You can be critical, mm-hmm. but don't direct this to individuals. It, it is absolutely not okay when I see things that, you know, okay, this person, I'm glad they lost their job. Sure. Yeah. That's first of all, that's I, I never know okay. people that, that are basically on the brink of being <clears throat> deported because of layoffs. Yeah. Yeah. That's never, that is a, not never okay. Yeah, that, we, we, ha- we laid off almost 700 people yeah. this week. Yeah. That's, that's tough, man. That destroys lives. It can indeed. All right. So I, I've never. Be, always be constructive. Don't don't attack individuals. That's not okay. Exactly. It's just, it's just something that I wanted to say because you know we are all gamers and I, you know people are in social medias and whatnot. Um, it's it's just something that I've seen that is absolutely not okay. <clears throat> I I agree with you. All right, and it's not. It's listen. It's never an individual thing. Okay, it's never an individual thing. Even the things that happen at Scopely are not an individual thing, except for Billy from accounting, obviously. All right, Billy from accounting. <laughs> Billy from accounting I mean, is responsible you, for yeah, everything. You, I mean, of, co- of course, you can be critical of decisions that it's happen always at Billy. you know these companies, but you know, don't attack individuals. Like, sheesh, what? I agree. It, like, I've seen the, I've seen so much in my feed just, just the, the, you know, lately. It's, it's, it really, absolutely breaks my heart because this, the, like, the stuff that's happening currently in the industry is destroying lives. There's a, there's a mobile game company that has also laid off, I think, twenty percent of their employees. I mean, that's a lot. And you know, you know, seeing people you work with getting laid off, and some of them. Uh, like in the United States on an O-1 visa, if they don't get a job relatively soon, they will be deported. Yeah. That is reality. There are people that has, this has real world impact. And it sucks so much. So many people, like I've, I've, I've seen incredible people that I've talked to and interacted with getting laid off. But no matter what studio, no matter what level, not no matter how long they worked there, it's just yikes. I know. And and, and then you have like all the people in 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 on the internet just piling on. It's like, yeah, you know, AAA or whatever doesn't you know should should crash or go down. Listen, this is people's lives you're talking about. That like be just constructive to try and make things better and you know, exactly not. Exactly. Be I've, in I've the never, situation that we are currently in. I've never enjoyed or even endorsed, you know, like the the feeling of oh, this person you know should be fired or this and that. I've never, I've never really kind of gone with that with that flow. That being said, I appreciate when a door is opened for new conversations to be had. And whether or not you guys believe me, and and again, I'm feeling rest. I'm I'm rested. I'm feeling refreshed. And, and you guys can blame it on that if you want. But there were some very, very positive things that happened between myself and Scopely this week as far as conversations. And I have an audience uh, now, Rip, with two people that I have never spoken to before. Two people deep in the organization, high up the chain, that are interested in why was DJ so aggravated in that arc fall meeting what is going on and this is a demonstration by the way nobody 
not I'm not trying to point out a failure or a fault, even though it kind of is. Why is DJ so frustrated? This demonstrates a disconnect between the C-suite and players. Okay? So why is DJ so aggravated? Well, here, sir, is why. This, 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 and 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 this. All right, let's have a conversation. Let's have a conversation. To which, to my delight, Rip, had real conversations, not just going down a list. Actually having back and forth conversations about why this was tried and why we didn't do it this way or maybe what the players would like to see done and maybe why they could or couldn't do it this way, that way, which other way, and do we think that this could actually be worth a try? It, <laughs> Cruzito says, how long is it taken for those co- folks to get the message? Entirely too long. And, and what may be frustrating is kind of felt like we were moving in the right direction with that. But the last several months have not felt like we have moved in that direction to the point where I'm in this ARC preview meeting and I'm very vocally, vocally dissatisfied. So frustrated at the quality over quantity statement, you know? So incredibly frustrated at that. And, and you know what? I was going to write a, a clever little hint for you. I think, I, well, I don't know. It's probably not a good idea. I, I was just going to give you a, a tiny little leak, <laughs> but I probably shouldn't. I just, I'm not feeling it. Are you guys feeling it? Are you guys feeling quality over quantity right now? Because I am not. And I think a lot of the community probably is that way as well. Bubba Joe has left the game. Players have gone with him. But it's not just Bubba Joe, okay? It's not just Bubba Joe. Lots of players have made their exit over the last year, year and a half. You know, I, we, we were kind of taking stock and, and looking at our cast and how it's evolved over the years, Rip. Started with Gregor. He's gone. Big Country left the game. Trader, gone. Bubba, gone. Ripper doesn't play the Me. game. And, and even last month and the month before, I wasn't playing the game. I was tore up. I was frustrated to the point where I didn't want to play the game. And crazy enough, it wasn't the arc. It wasn't Enterprise that brought me back in. It was, it was the Borg event that I actually got excited about coming in. And be like, oh, I could run some Borg solos and expansion cubes and, and this and that. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was the interim event. <laughs> <laughs> that that brought me in this weekend and actually gave me some enjoyment. And we're and we're going to talk uh, about the Voyager event that's up right now. The Voyager event that they gave you a week's heads up notice on, right? A whole week they gave you heads up on this event that's going to be coming out here today. 
And there was even an, uh, an iter a reiterative-based change made to that event from the first time that it, that it showed. All right? I don't know that it was sufficient enough, to be perfectly honest with you, but, but nonetheless, they did make a change based on the fact that we could see it ahead of time. I believe that Scopely should do more of these things. All right? Be more open. Be more communicative. Be more feedback-based uh, driven in the way that they design their events. Put every event in the game up with a six-day advance notice so that we can look at it, so that we can see, is there going to be a problem? Listen, this Voyager event, if you had asked me a week ago if I felt like publishing this event a week ahead of time was intentional, I probably would not have thought that it was <laughs> ripper i know you don't know what i'm talking about but six days ago they put up an event bundle all right a folder an event bucket but the events mm -hmm. didn't start for six days now okay. scopely never done that not even with bonus refineries those are usually two or three days in advance they've never put up a series of events with six days in advance okay they said it was on purpose okay if it was by the way then mission accomplished. Good move. Great idea, whoever's idea this was. That's right, Cruzita. We all thought it was a mistake. I don't even know if it was a mistake. I am going to choose to take them at their word that they intentionally put it up. And you know what? I'm going to positively reinforce it, Cruzito, because this was a good idea. It allowed us to look at these events, identify a potential problem, particularly in the Upgrade Voyager event, and then they added a secondary metric because, Ripper, what was actually going to happen in the Upgrade Voyager event was there was only points scored for spending materials on Voyager. What if your Voyager was already maxed? What were you going to do? Just not play? Instead, Scopely took the feedback and added a secondary scoring metric. Which, by the way, as it turns out in my bracket, is going to be 100% necessary as apparently almost everybody in my bracket has their Voyager maxed because there are two people in my bracket. And clearly one of them is probably running with, with directives and not parts. One person in my bracket is probably spending parts. Now, Lord Sunday says that event is not for you, and ordinarily I agree, but I have always been a fan of secondary metrics. You know, I have always been a fan of that. Even if it was a tiebreaker mechanic, fine. But I've always been a fan of secondary and tertiary scoring mechanics. Always. Okay. I am on record saying that some events are not for you. And this would be one, Upgrading Voyager. But it's not a current event either. This is a months old event with, I might add, decent rewards. Epic artifact shards okay so i appreciate the opportunity to try to earn some of these i do and this was a positive change so i feel like this is an example if it was intentional call it a happy accident whatever you want brilliant whoever came up with the idea of launching this a week in advance great do it all the time Lloydson says, correction, with rewards, not so epic. Really? I mean, you've got epic dual generator shards, which is good for isolytic defense. Isolytic defense is important. 
and will be more important in a few short days. There's your hint. Hmm. <sighs> okay. Hmm. <sighs> Curious. Curious. Okay. You want hints? I'll, I'll drop them here and there for you. Not uh, the, this event is not here by chance. Okay. Isolated defense. Cool idea. Maybe Scopely's dropping an event to give you an opportunity to maybe see if you can get an extra percent or two. Okay? It's going to be important. Joker says, even if you win, it's only a half unlock, but you can't tell me that you only have 50 or zero. Okay? You've been earning these ever since Voyager was acquired. Ever since you got Voyager on your account, you've been earning dual generator shards. All right, let's, let's come in the game and take a quick peek at, at where I'm at. And for the record, I have never bought dual generators. Now, I have paid, I have probably participated in events that might have been a little bit spender-related, okay? I'm not saying that, but I've never just outright bought dual generators. Look at Shinzola, level seven, okay? Uh, mine, let me see, mine, I don't think mine's that high, but we'll take a look. Dual generators, here we go. Oh, crazy. Woo! Look, I can level mine up. Mine is level eight. Okay. All right. Mine's level eight. Spock Monkey says, so wait, this is broken? Wait a second. Spock Monkey, maybe you should clear local and reboot your game. Have you been in the game all afternoon? <laughs> Have you been in the game all day? <laughs> because look, mine's different. Okay. Right here. Upgrade Voyager. I've also got one to spend directives. Okay. Ah, so maybe there are two different events. Different event. One has a version for players with a maxed Voyager rather than one less. Okay. Didn't know that. That's interesting. All right. But my Voyager is tier 12. So I have a maxed Voyager. Maybe that was the, maybe that was the plan. I don't know. Okay. It is interesting. Everywhere it matters says, I have a second. Give me the parts. Okay, well, I I mean, I don't have a second. <laughs> All right. I don't have a second. Yeah, there's definitely um there's definitely two different events. Mimi is showing um a Voyager part and a circuitry fragment event, which the circuitry fragments are the research particles, right? I believe so. I'll put that in the graphics room for you guys. So uh, yeah, there's one for research if you don't. Okay, so there you go. If you've got a maxed Voyager, if you got a maxed Voyager, then uh, I've got circuitry fragments for research and directive spend. Okay? Not bad. Not bad. Giving me the opportunity. Now, where am I getting? This is a great question. Where are you getting dual generators from, DJ? Great question. This is... Uh, let's see. Let's go back. And I don't know if I'm going to find this quickly, but I'm going to, I'm going to try for you. Okay. I'm going to try to find it for you quickly. Dual generators is actually available in a couple of different places. All right. Uh, let's find our Google drive and we're going to find this handy dandy chart from Jules Verne and Blue Mandalorian as to what ops it opens up with. Okay. Um, let's see Voyager refinery, I believe is. The one that I want to look here. Um, nope, maybe not. Nope, I don't think that's it. All right, so let me close this one back out. I don't think that one's it. Not under Voyager Refinery. Is there one for artifacts? 
Defense, isolate. Artifact gallery. Here we go. Artifact gallery. Here we go. Okay. So we're looking at isolytic formation, nanotech, artifact sourcing. Here we go. Dual generators. It is available in the uncommon Voyager refinery as well as the rare Voyager refinery and requires ops level 30. To be perfectly honest with you, most of y'all should be getting a fair number of these. Okay? Retrieving says tons of players might be locked out of the Voyager event if they're ops locked. Guys, this is ops 30. Ops 30, and it's in your uncommon and rare Voyager refineries. This is not, I mean, now granted, RNG Sunday, I don't disagree, but there is 0% chance that you guys all have zero dual generator shards, okay? 0% chance that you have zero shards. Nakar says, I've been pulling since I got Voyager. I don't have it unlocked. And that is not necessarily a wild thought, okay? I'm not saying, like I said, I, I have definitely participated in events that have probably been, been uh, not free to play, okay? But you can still get them. And for that reason... This particular event is not a bad thing. Look at you, Nakar. You say, I have been pulling and I don't have it unlocked. Let me just ask a crazy question. If you won 30 shards, would that unlock it for you? 25 shards, 50 shards. Nakar says, yes. Yes. Okay? That's an important observation to make is that this is not a small number of shards that you might be able to do something with. Dragon Keeper says, I can't do the event. Well, what we just discovered, Dragon Keeper, is that there's two different versions now, all right? you can. Why do you say you can't do it? Is it because you, you can't do it because your Voyager is maxed? Well, if you got a maxed Voyager, you got an alternative event for research particles and regular directive spend. Now, if you don't have a maxed Voyager, but your ops locked, was there not a secondary? Wasn't there research in that one as well? Look in the graphics room. Uh, no. Ah. Uh, you can do research. No, no, hang on, hang on. I can. You can do score with for the SLB. You can research or the ship upgrades, but I can't participate in either because I'm maxed for my ops level. On both options. Uh-oh. So I would have to go to Ops 51 Uh-oh. to participate in the SLB. You mean Scopely is saying, yo, push that Ops? Now, I know we don't like to hear that. But at the same time, if you're maxed out in multiple areas, but isn't it time? That is just a leaderboard. So I'm not, I'm not too worried about a leaderboard. It would be different if it was an SMS. Sure. It's a, it's a leaderboard. That's understandable. I would understand that. So sure. yeah, that's fine by me, but. And, and that is a point that, that should be brought out. It is a leaderboard. I have constantly, consistently said leaderboards are not for everybody. Leaderboards are typically spend event, yada, yada, yada. I'm not taking any of that back. If this doesn't mean that much, by the way, hi, Aaron, missed you. If that doesn't mean that much to you, then so be it. Okay? That's fine. But there are going to be situations, there are going to be scenarios in which you find yourselves ops locked. Okay. Joker Joker says I could win one. I could win with one research start, but I'm not interested, Joker. 
with all due respect, my friend, that is a ridiculous point of view. If you could win, why not? If one research is going to get you 50 dual generator shards, why wouldn't you? That's ridiculous. I mean, I, I, I'm sorry. I love you to death, man, but that's a ridiculous position. Joker, Joker, Joker. You say 50 shards won't unlock? Yeah. It'll get you 50 shards closer? And maybe you missed my hint. Maybe, maybe, maybe you missed it, so let me try again. Isolitic defense will be important in the month of March. So, do you think that this is your one and only shot at dual generator shards? Forever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever. Just saying. You know, Trader said something on this show a long time ago. We were talking about Honor Guard Wharf. And she said, listen, DJs, take the shards whenever you can get them. Why? Why did she tell me to take Honor Guard Wharf shards, even if he didn't tier it, even if he didn't unlock, even if this or that, which is everything that I said. You got a Dragon Keeper. Every little bit helps. Every shard gets you closer to the end goal. Every shard gets you closer to the unlock. Every shard gets you closer to the tier up. Never say no to shards of anything if you can get it easily. They still have value even if you don't get the unlock because it will save you time later on. Right? I mean, if you're looking at an opportunity to win 100 shards at one time, guess what? Sorry, that's going to be a spender's event. Take a look at any auction. Take a look at any heroic SMS. To top it off is going to virtually require spend if you want all 100 shards. But if you can piecemeal it, if you can piecemeal it, if you can do a little bit here and there, it does come back to the whole story of nickels and dimes, doesn't it, Lloyd? Okay? I don't disagree. Stevens Aaron says, I actually have this thing unlocked, and I'm at level two, and I've never spent on dual generators. Now, like I said, I'm not going to claim that I've never spent, I've never directly bought dual generators, but I've definitely probably done other events that have given me shards. Okay? Now, Joker says, I'm not worried, and I get it. That's fine. All I'm saying is, for the third time, isolytic will be important in the month of March. Okay? Now, whether or not... Whether or not it's actually important or if it's just something that we're all going to be looking at, that is another question. <laughs> okay? That's a totally different question. Is it going to actually be important? I don't know. But is our attention going to be on it? There you go. Okay? <laughs> yeah, because who knows with these crazy bonuses and everything that come out in the game, who knows whether or not anything's actually going to be worth anything next month. Uh, who knows? Okay? Like I said... I, I look at I look at the Arcfall meeting and I'm I'm extremely disappointed with the overall game design of the month. I'm very disappointed because I don't see quality over quantity. I see no evidence of it in any way, shape, or form, which is what I got to say to Scopely this past week, Rip, and it prompted. A conversation that I've never had before, which I'm grateful for. It's new, so I hope 
you know, it's like the definition of insanity, right? Keep doing the same thing over and over and keep getting the same results, right? Which is kind of why I was just starting to shake my head. Like everything I've been doing doesn't seem to freaking matter. Every comment that I make, every meeting that I have, every suggestion that I give, none of it seems to matter. We still get another new hostel, another new loop. I've said that for like the last three months in a row, right? It, it's, it's not demonstrative mm. at all of creative game design. Another new hostel, another new loop. Let's do another new hostel and another new loop. Hey, guys, let's do another new hostel and another new loop. I bet that would go over great. Yet we're all saying, please, for the love of God, please stop. You know? So why is this happening? Well, again, doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results is the definition of insanity. Hence my burnout. Hence my... Hence my not caring. Hence my I give up. Until... This past week, when suddenly, Ripper, something new happens. All right? A new person at Scopely creates a new interaction with me with new information and new conversation and says, I didn't think of it that way. Now, I think that there are multiple failures, multiple reasons, and multiple teams of people that have failed if XYZ person is not feeling how we're feeling. Okay, I think there's a lot of failure that happens between the bottom and the top. Okay, that's a problem for me. However... I will not comment on that specific too much. Well, I mean, it's not a secret. Left hand don't talk to the right hand. Okay? It just doesn't happen. We've seen time and time again the evidence that that supports. And even again this past week, I'm seeing evidence of the disconnect. However, the people that I'm getting to talk to, the people that, that reached out this week, the people that have offered meetings on the books, are people directly responsible for making some of these decisions. Like, I mean, directly responsible. And I'm rejoicing. Rip, because I actually feel, I don't know, <laughs> hypochondriac says, ah, I think you're going to be disappointed quickly and you're getting your hopes up. Maybe, maybe, but at least it's something new. At least it's a new opportunity. At least it's a new conversation. At least it's a new individual to talk to, to have a conversation with, to 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 have ideas with i guess time will tell time will tell and i'm here to tell you i i am already and and by the way i'm i'm not an unintelligent person the people that i got to meet this past week are so influential uh, so influential on the game's core design that we're talking months for super obvious changes to come about I mean, we're talking, they're writing the game, they're building the game. Like, these people, these people think of everything. 
They're the ones who tell the departments what to do. All right, so we're talking months in the pipeline. But if we can trickle in some things here and there and then start to see some stuff, I, I just feel positive. I just okay. feel positive about what happened this week. So I say, you know, uh, going, I know, Simpy, heard it all before. Me too. Me too. And that's kind of why I say Eagle School says they've been saying this for years. I know. Vardy says you felt positive before. DJ's only to be let down, and it could happen again. All I'm simply telling you is it's new, right? It's new. Like, I have felt very let down. I, I have felt very let down by Scopely, especially over the last three to six months. Extremely let down over the last three months. Like, there is no rhyme or reason that there is no... <laughs> cohesion that there is no plan that there is no commitment to the players I get it Captain Bob I use that same words you guys said quality over quantity show it to me because at this point it's nothing quality over quantity what, doesn't exist right what, now what does quality mean is the question like, how do you define it? Because there can be multiple definitions of quality. Sure. Sure. Quality to me is interesting gameplay. Uh, not necessarily repeat, rinse, repeat. You know, what? what is it? Wash, wash rinse, repeat, whatever so, it is. I, I guess the question you have to answer for yourself is, is that really what they thought of for that term when they communicated that? <laughs> well, I don't know. I'm not saying that's a bad thing for on on them, really, because you know there were, I guess, a multitude of of quality situations that needed to be worked on when that statement was made. Sure, I think. Now, guys, uh, but, real real quick, just be be nice in the chat. All right, we have guests. All right, and those guests choose to be here. There is absolutely no reason for, for any kind of sideways statement to, to any of our guests um, because they, again, choose to be here and are working to make things better for us, okay? Uh, I'm telling you, I feel, I see the disconnect between the people that, that are here with us fighting the battle on the front lines and the C-suite. That's what I'm talking about. There's a difference here, mm -hmm. okay? So that is a very good question. Rip Divine says, what are they defining as quality? Who knows? Maybe we should ask that question because it wouldn't be the I mean, first time that there's been I'm a not, difference I'm not, I'm in terminology. They, they necessarily have to go on, on, on that publicly. But, you know, if, if you go on with the, you know, with, with, with your own definition of quality over quantity and, and you know, on, on, on your side, but they come in with a completely different interpretation of that statement. Sure. That is probably not the most, you know, productive basis to form a conversation on. I don't necessarily so, so maybe there's some clarification needed in in the discussions you have, which I don't know which ones you have, but you know, that's just just an aside, I guess. Yeah, I get, and you know, Becca, I don't disagree. DJ's a little bit of an optimist. I am too. Glad you see hope because I want to keep playing, but the more loops they add, the less I want to play. I'm right there with you. 
you know, this this has gotten me. <laughs> I um, I don't claim all my chest every single day. Why would I do such a silly thing? Why would I do such a stupid thing? Not claiming on my chest. It takes too damn long. It takes most of the time that I'm interested in playing the game just to open a bunch of stupid boxes. I don't do it. I don't do it anymore. I actually relieved myself of the obligation in my head. I relieved myself of the obligation of opening all those chests so that I can actually have time to do something else. Lloyd says it says uh, Lloydson says it takes me 10 minutes to open them all in the morning. My God, I wish I could do what you're doing because it legit takes me longer than 10 minutes. It, I'm not even kidding to not even kidding you when I tell you I'm between 25 and 30 minutes just to claim everything. Pickle says, what the hell? No, I'm dead ass serious, dude, because don't forget, you're also got to, you got to compensate for the fact that the, that the app is going to crash twice or three times. All right. Then you got to force close. You got to reload. All right. But I'm serious. I'm talking about, okay, you guys want to know what I claim? How long does it take you DJs? Here's, here's what I do. Okay. I start with uh, my, my bundles here. Okay. Building resources, ship resources, chest, the ones with the claim all. Okay. That's great. That's where I go. That's where I start. But then I've got everything in the refinery. We talked about this here a week or two ago. The refinery has like 15 tabs in it now. Uh, one, oh, two, three, wow. four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16 tabs in the refinery button. Now, granted, one of them doesn't matter to me because I don't have Sigma, all right? But 15, 15 tabs. Whoa. All right, but not done there. Not done there. Then I have items, which is usually simple, okay? It's just my, my loot chest. Okay, all right, fine. That's just one. Faction tab. Faction tab is now up to eight tabs, of which I claim stuff out of six of them. Six! And by the way, when we're talking, you're right, Jerry, each of these tabs, each of those 15 in the refinery tab, they have subclaims. Like, you're not just claiming one box, and you're not clicking a claim all. you got to go through each tab and open multiple chests. Then, then you go to the faction store. There's eight tabs there. I claim out of six, but again, Jerry, is it just one? No, it's multiple boxes in each one. Then, away team's assignments, okay? Away team's assignments, I come in and do those, all right? And that's usually at least a few minutes. I collect the ones that I've got, but then I got to start new ones, right? Alliance button. Uh, I'll claim the rewards if I have anything. Then I'll go to the store. In the store, I've got resources, alliance, territory, consumables, away teams, and artifacts. Six more tabs with individual claims or subclaims. Oh, my dear God. Hmm. So now when I, when I say 25 to 30 minutes, I am not BSing you. 25 to 30 minutes. I haven't even started dailies yet, Divine. 
I haven't even started my dailies yet. Oh, for the love of Christ. Too much. There's too much. That right there is a 30-minute block of time. A 30-minute block of time that you don't even get to spend enjoying the game. That you don't even get to do events or even start on your dailies. Like, <laughs> Cruzito says, DJ, be fair, it also takes you three hours to watch a three-minute arc launch video. Fake news. That's when we're teaching about it. <laughs> That's when we're teaching about it and we're breaking it down. If I wanted to watch a three-minute video, I could watch it in three minutes. Just mm -hmm. saying, man. And Elder Roku, you're right. That's what I've had to do. You just have to decide what is your gameplay, and that may mean leaving some items behind, and that is what I've had to do. I just have to. I have to because otherwise I'm going to go crazy just trying to start my game for the day. Now, so what you're saying is it becomes overwhelming. It's mundane. Mundane. Boring. As yeah. in not engaging, not stimulating, not good game design, not good gameplay, not a good UI interface, not a good experience for the player. Give me good gameplay. Give me quality. Give me interesting something give me wave defense which is still not going to change my mind on that i still love wave defense by the way you know you know here's here's a here's a fun fun side comment um an engineer working at netflix recently made a statement that they intentionally made the experience worse which resulted in less crashes and increased revenue Because less crashes increases revenue. Crazy. Even though it made the experience worse, just as an aside. By the way, Stewie, this is freaking Or no, Lube. Lube made it. This is freaking huge. Okay? I finally got my mouse pad from Lube. This thing is huge! Look how big this is. This is not a mouse pad. This is like a bath towel. <laughs> this is so freaking huge, man. I got this and I was trying to put it down on my desk and I'm like, good God, where am I even going to fit this thing? It's impressively large. All right, this is huge. Did I order the wrong size? Did, did, I, did I do something wrong or is this what everybody's getting? Because nobody's desk is this big, Lube. Okay. <laughs> Wait, what? My, mine is bigger. Dude. No, you have a desk mat. This is supposed to be a mouse pad. God. Wait, I got I the keyboard mat? It's not big enough pads. to be the keyboard mat. I didn't get... I didn't order a keyboard mat. I ordered a mouse pad. This thing is massive. It's impressively large. <laughs> Good God. Thank you, Lou. By the way, I love it. It's just so damn big. <laughs> <laughs> I got the bonus size. Oh, dear Lord. Dear Lord in heaven. All I'm saying is that Scopely... 
I genuinely believe that Scopely doesn't know how bad the game is right now. Like, and I know that's going to sound bad, might even sound harsh. I don't think they know that this is the experience in the game for us players. I honest to God don't think they do. So if I have a chance to talk to somebody new and talk about this stuff, talk about this pain point, I actually have reason to believe, given the individuals that I get to talk to, that it might change. AJ says, do they not listen to the show anymore? How do they not? Well, listen, there are a lot of people that listen to the show. I don't think, I don't know that anybody in the C-suite has ever listened to the show. All right. I think they know of it. But no, I don't think that the executives of the of the game are listening to our show, you know, three, four hours a week. I don't think I don't think that's the case. Okay. But I also think, Vic, to your point, it's not necessarily that they don't play. They don't play it like we do. They don't play it like we do. Even when they're testing new crews and testing this stuff, I've told you before that they clone accounts or they ripper you've explained this they they don't clone accounts which is what they should do they create accounts and they have presets they got presets but they'll take it all the way up to like say level 50 level 60 whatever but it's typically missing a massive amount of research it's missing crew development it's missing Mm, the way we would play some research in their presets as well some it's not the way we play not the way we play so all that to say is <laughs> certainly a, an hour and a half an hour and a half answer to your question will it impact stfc nah, not the cruise but things that happened this past week will it impact stfc will i have an opportunity to impact STFC better today than I could have a week ago? The answer is yes. Will I? Don't know. But do I have that opportunity? Yes. And that, to me, is positive, Becca. Maybe it doesn't go anywhere. Benny Hill, time will tell. Maybe it doesn't go anywhere. But I said this to you last week. I didn't... I questioned during the last show with Bubba Joe, like that I wasn't playing that much, right? That I didn't know if I was still a good content creator for you guys. Like I, I didn't know about the events and I was kind of learning stuff from Jules and blue and that I didn't know if I was having a lot of impact. And this week I feel like I have a new opportunity to do that. You know what I'm saying? So I didn't really mean to make this like that whole show, but Yes, I feel like there's an opportunity. Whether or not Scopely seizes it, whether or not they seize it or not, who knows, right? But we're going to try because I still want to. Just like Bubba Joe says, I want to play this game. I want to enjoy the game. I want to have fun playing the game. I want to be a good content creator for you guys. I want to represent the people. I want to have positive impact on the game. I want these things. 
And if I can do them, then they are still worth it to me to, to try anyway. MDB says, you weren't on enough. I canceled my sub months ago. That's true. <laughs> I've been off the air for a minute. All right. December, December was terrible. January was terrible. And February was terrible. But I'm back, baby. As a matter of fact, when I go back to work this week, this is the first week that I have my new schedule. Rip, my schedule is officially 9 to 5, Monday through Friday. I am so excited. Nice. I am so excited. Monday through Friday, 9 to 5. Where's my button? Yeah. Wait, what happened? Why didn't the applause button play? <laughs> Daggone it. <laughs> I was very excited about that, and uh, it didn't play. Okay, there it is. 9 to 5, Monday through Friday. Woo! I'm happy for you. That's great. I am so excited about it, MDB. You don't even know, man. I am so freaking pumped to have my schedule back. Um, and hopefully, 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 um, that is also going to result. I probably still have a little bit of catch up just because I was uh, gone last week. But I do believe like maybe one or two late nights this week and like I'm going to be good. Like I'm done with the old job and like everything's good and I'm back. And uh, no, I'm still working in the service department. Vic, <laughs> I actually took that gig. I took that contract. I'm now full time in the service department. I gave up finance. They hired my replacement. Hmm. This, pa- this, this upcoming week, I'm going to be setting him up with all his permissions and everything. And I'm going to stay in the service department. Because, again, Monday through Friday, 9 to 5. So, yes, I was in sales. Now I'm I'm in service. So I'm pretty excited about it. Sorry, MDB. I wasn't around enough, I know. But it should be be different now. Uh, Because, again, I'm off at 5 o'clock every single day. Now, this Tuesday, I'm going to tell you, I probably won't twitch Tuesday night. Because Tuesday night, um, I've got a big network uh, engineering kind of meeting that I've got to do Tuesday night. We're doing a bunch of upgrades on the dealership. So I've got to be there to take everything offline and do a bunch of upgrades and then bring everything back up. That'll be Tuesday night. But that should probably be my only uh, late night this entire week. Tactical Cream says, better money, DJ, or you went for the better schedule. Oh, it's definitely the better schedule. I'm definitely making less money. But I, I, you guys saw it was running me ragged, man. It was killing me. Is legit yes. killing me, man. So better schedule. I am definitely making less money, but uh, the schedule is amazingly better, and um, and it's going to give me more time to make more content, which means more time with you guys, and not just on Fleet Command, but also on other Star Trek stuff, other sci-fi stuff, maybe even some other games. Which means our content's going to grow, and that revenue is going to grow. So like, it, it's going to level out. I'm not going to end up making less because, you know, I'm going to be able to do more with uh, Paramount and more with Scopely and more with uh, with Twitch and all those. Yeah. Better quality of life. That's right. Even then, sometimes quality of life and happiness is worth more than money. Oh, for sure. I made that decision. I made that decision, too, buddy. Absolutely. I have decided on significantly less money uh, to move to Canada. There you go, man. I'm excited for you. And we're going to get to go on the cruise together next year. All right. And I'm traveling yeah. this uh, this upcoming weekend. Um, I'm going to Washington, D.C. with Raven for a nice little weekend. And uh, like I said, I booked a cruise for me and the boys. Uh, just going to go for a little weekend. It's a little Friday through Sunday thing or Friday through Monday, whatever. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm excited about it. All right. I am excited about it. So, yeah. that's uh, That's it. Now. 
We've talked a lot about Scopely uh, as far as what could potentially happen, and I'm not trying to I'm not trying to to sugarcoat anybody, and I'm not trying to to sell you rose-colored glasses. We're definitely going to have to see. Okay, we're going to have to see. But I was going to come back and talk a little bit about the interim event, the Borg interim event, which I had a blast on. Now I know this is not a new event. Maybe it's just because like I was. I, you, first of all, you guys know I love I love solos. Okay, that's one of the that's one of the areas of the game that. I still very much enjoy, right? So solo, a, a solo leaderboard, I did really good. I did really good. I ground my little happy heart out. That's the only grinding in this game that I actually like, Ripper. And I ground, and I ground, and I ground, and I ground my way to first place in a solo Armada leaderboard. I was That's nice. not happened in forever. All right, so I was very excited about that. Um, as a result, my alliance did very, very well in that event. I was leading up my alliance. I got first place in the alliance, but my alliance was enjoying the play along. So they, uh, we got to do a bunch of, um, a bunch of expansion cubes. I actually got to open that chest for the first time in forever. So it was nice. Okay. It was nice. And, and I enjoyed that change of pace. Maybe it was a change of pace. Maybe it was just because I'd just gotten off the boat. Don't know. Don't care. I had a good time with it. Now, wounded animal that we have seen up for the last six days. Okay? The Alliance milestone seems to be pretty simple. Uh, I can't imagine that most servers are, are struggling with that. I wouldn't think. My Alliance had it done very quickly, but I know that there's a lot of grinders out there. I haven't even participated in that yet. As you can see, I've got zero points in everything else. Okay? I've got zero points in everything else, which means I haven't even gotten my rewards from that. I'll put this up in the graphics room for you guys. Uh, zero points in all of the SMSs and even the solo leaderboard, so I haven't gotten my AMS rewards yet. Okay? That being said, let's take a look at these events. Exotic biotoxins. This one's going to be a little bit tricky. I meant to look... Uh, is this literally the difference between a single and a double pull? Is that what that is? That's what it looks like at first glance to me. I did not actually go down and check it, but let's take a look at the U.S. Voyager exotic biotoxin it pull. pull. It was my max chest pull for me. A max chest pull or a double pull? Ooh, yikes. So a I double like a pull. Double or, oh, triple, triple pull, I think it was. Yeah, so a double pull for the first milestone triple pull for the big milestone which means i need to go grind some biotoxins tonight cool haven't done that in a while would have maybe liked to have done it during incursions but you know the loot things weren't working hey i'm just curious <laughs> what did they touch that broke exos in incursions from last month to this month I was thinking about this, Rip. Like, I know that certain things hit certain things and, you know, blah, blah, blah. But mm -hmm. what was it that they were tinkering with that broke exocomps between last month and now? What do you mean broke? The incursion exos, specifically the loot gain exo, didn't work. None of the exos worked. Impulse didn't work. Damage didn't work. None of the incursion exos worked for this run of incursions that we had this past Friday. So what were they tinkering with that broke exocomps between last uh, month and this month, now that's live in the game? Was it all exocomps or just the incursion ones? So they just the, the incursion the ones. Just the incursion ones. 
Maybe that was a bug in in granting the exocoms upon redemption in the. Isn't it like in the events? No, they. So the exocomps were popping. Like you could get one. The auto activated part of it was working, but the effects were not working. Interesting. I actually thought about that because I don't know. I genuinely don't know. Even knowing what's upcoming, I don't know what how it would have related to exocomps failing to work. I actually don't know. Uh, you know, it's a it's a live game. <clears throat> There's a lot of changes happening all the time. Yeah. Yeah, and, I, and I'm forgiving Maybe someone of it. Uh, was uh, trying to optimize something. That's generally what. Hey, causes I'm forgiving like of it. I'm not upset about it. I was just trying to fit together one and one. I was trying to think, okay, what were they working on that had anything to do with exocomps that, that caused them to stop working? I was trying to connect the dots. Most of the time, failures like this will not be related to upcoming stuff. Oh, yeah. No, I agree. That's what I'm saying. I'm trying to look at what's in the game because, see, guys, you got to remember, the upcoming release is not the release we've got right now. So what's in the game right now Something that's in the game right now is what negatively affected the exos. It's not anything to do with upcoming content. And it could just be okay. Someone was working on a change to optimize something somewhere. Yeah, that land happened to land on this. You know, development happens. With you know, sometimes things get pushed into series. It happens. People work on on their. I think they use Kit, so it's like merge requests. We use. Uh, Perforce, which is has change lists. The Zindi kind of favors. Uh, kind of Nura says the Zindi favors were the big things that got added this month. Yeah, I don't know. Some, sometimes it takes a couple months to get a change in, and you know when it happens. Uh, Oopsie. Sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. Sometimes it can oopsie. happen that things break. Yep. Ideally, does, uh, you does you you get to a point where those failures are incredibly rare. Some companies are more successful without than others. <laughs> That's a fair statement. Um, <laughs> Listen, guys, we gotta I'm, take a very quick break. Uh, uh, hold on, I, have to, I got ten is, seconds. Is, hurry, hurry, hurry! Microsoft is also very bad with it. True, to be fair, they're terrible. Their stuff breaks all the time. All the time. All right, guys, we gotta take a very quick break uh, for our Twitch audience. We will not be taking a break here in the podcast, so you'll be enjoying our time here. But I do appreciate you guys watching live on Twitch. We'll be back right after this. In the meantime, Rip, um, while we do have a three-minute break from uh, a three-minute break uh, to rejoin with our audience, uh, now that we've got an extra couple of minutes, do you actually think that there is something in the game that impacted those incursion exos, or do you think it is just a, a matter of of something that I happened have, while they were I working have on something? No else? idea what they have done to the game in the past couple of months. <laughs> no clue whatsoever. <laughs> They've added a bunch of new hostels and a bunch of new loops. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe someone was trying to optimize how, you know, dynamic uh, effects are resolved when they update their states or something like that. Maybe. I don't know. Well, well, I guess, say. which probably is wrong, but, you know. It was, I mean, again, could also not be, a huge There could deal. also be, like, some, some weird thing where these source of activation causes a downstream issue on, on actually applying that trigger to the to the game service itself i don't know it's a, it's a complicated thing you know borg says i think that they don't want people stocking up on zindi loot i don't think that that's a thing 
I mean, they would have done the same thing with Voyager. They know what we're using those Ludexos for. You know what I'm saying? Like, they they assist with grind. If anything, Scopely would probably enjoy, at least some of the people that I talk to on a very regular basis, would probably enjoy us being happier with more, uh, I, I don't know, this is not the right word, but more affordable methods of grind. When I say affordable, is, is, I mean spending little, less time. Right, the people. Is the argument here that they did it on purpose? Yes, yeah. No. Which I don't believe. No, 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 no. If if they really like decided, okay, this is this is not what we want, they would have taken out that exocomp instead of making it just not work. Yeah, I could see that happening. Yeah, taking it out is actually way easier than making it not work. Sure. Yeah, yeah, probably so. Melon says, I wonder if the loot XO would have calculated incorrectly for the Zindi like the whip did for Lat. I don't know. Lots of theories out there, but we'll never probably get a solid answer. Nonetheless, they're, uh, they issued a comp for it. And, Rip, in an unprecedented move, we're going to get um, a period of time here over the next couple of days where they're actually going to let us pop incursion XOs outside of incursions. So it, well, because it's, they didn't work. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Scopely absolutely knows what we use those loot exos for. They're giving us a chance yeah, they, to use those. So they know it, what it's for. The, the argument they made it made them not work in, like on purpose is, to be, to be blunt, quite ridiculous. Uh, retrieving says not unprecedented. I don't remember another time where they gave us access to incursion exos. I know that they opened the store, but I don't remember about thus getting to use the exos. Recursion says, I would actually argue that so far they've handled this well. I agree. Communication, uh, acknowledgement, and they're going to let us still use the exos, which I think is a phenomenal, phenomenal move. So well done on the comms for that and well done on the action plan. Whoever authorized that, because let's face it, decision-making is is one of Scopely's biggest faux pas, uh, one of their biggest fails. So the fact that this one actually has a desirable outcome is actually a good, good move. So I actually uh, actually like that. Okay, you guys are reminding me about a time where we've been able to use Exos before. So I didn't remember that, but I'm glad that we're doing it. I mean, the loot Exo is phenomenally valuable, right? So I'm very, very glad that we're going to have an opportunity to do that. And think of this. Not even at the risk of being targeted or dying or or being attacked by somebody else. Like it won't be during a PvP event, or maybe it will. <laughs> but um, you don't even have to worry about incursions when you're using these exos. So I think that's a, a phenomenal, phenomenal thing, and I think that they are going to handle that well. Uh, coming into the events again, we talked about the Borg interim event, which I very much thoroughly enjoyed. A wounded animal. We were just talking about this a second ago. Exotic biotoxins. First milestone is a double pull. The second milestone is a triple pull. Do be aware, you've only got one shot at this, okay? The amount of time on the clock, you got to remember, it's a 70-hour cooldown on that bundle. You have one chance, so don't try to think you can do two singles and, and knock it out. You've got one chance to redeem. You can see I actually still have a whole day left before I can do my redeem. I'm going to have to grind out biotoxins so that I can do a triple pull. You get one shot at this, guys. One shot. Right. So I'd say be careful with that one. Go ahead, Rip. Single pull is 100, triple pull is 200? No, 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 no. 
No, the way that they're doing it, um, so the double pull is 186,000 biotoxins, all right? Oh. And uh, the triple pull is 325,000 biotoxins. And what they're giving you, now that's another conversation, right, as to whether or not you find it worth it. I don't see, I mean, oh, I see. here's the thing. Is it worth it? That's completely up to you. Will it benefit you by doing it? Yes, because it'll give you an extra 200 of the commerce insignias, which will get you extra 200 pulls and extra 200 closer on your on your um, field training. Okay, is it actually worth grinding out that many biotoxins? Maybe not. Okay, maybe not. But you know, that's up to you. It's like buy three get two free. Is kind of how it's gonna it, it, is how you could justify it in your head. It's a lot of grinding. I don't know if it's super worth it to me, but it does, in fact, pay out 200 more uh, commerce insignias. So that's that's probably okay. Then your other one you've got over here is Herogen Hunter Elites. Those are the brand new Herogen down in the in the bottom right hand section of that space, um, and that one does not look like it's a very difficult. Um, doesn't look like it's a very difficult grind. Probably what 40, 50 hostels. So that one actually looks pretty simple. And then, of course, you've got your solo leaderboard, which some people are ops locked on and other people just don't have anybody in their leaderboard. <laughs> so, oh, uh, yeah. Nera says you can get that SMS done in less than 10 minutes. Um, absolutely. There you go. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. So that's what we've got going on with the Upgrade Voyager event. As far as what Scopely has announced with the interim calendar, uh, this is pretty much it. This event is going to lead us up through Monday, and they have now announced um, maintenance coming up uh, Tuesday morning as we head into the new arc, which um, I'm not going to say much more about at this point. What I will tease uh, before we get ready to go, because I, I can't think of much else. Maybe I'll open the stage and let you guys chat a little bit if you want. But what I will tease is Beck at her brilliant creative genius yet again. Um, for you EU players, I know the feedback has been heard and passed along that not releasing the sneak peek until 8 p.m. Eastern time is a little bit unfair or just a little bit frustrating if you happen to be on an EU or an APAC server, right? It's a little, <laughs> little tough because you don't get to stay up. And the, you know, the hints, the early release content doesn't come until 8 p.m. Eastern time on Monday. Well, Beck has been able to convince the powers that be that you will get a sneak peek of your content significantly earlier in the day. I don't remember exactly what time she told me, but it will be significantly earlier, like like a lot six hours earlier. So you guys are going to get it at 2 p.m. Eastern time, which is still what 8 p.m. Eastern or 8 p.m. European time. All right, but not midnight or 2 a.m. All right, so. 11.30 a.m. Pacific time, that's 2.30 p.m. Eastern time, uh, we'll have it. Benny Hill says, so do we need to watch Lube? Uh, absolutely, always watch Lube, all right? He's brilliant. Um, however, that will be during my workday, so I will do a stream that evening, and we will turn Beck's three-minute video into three hours yet again, all right? I will always do that for you. That is something that will never fail. 
However, I won't be the first one to break it for you. Uh, that will be happening at 2.30 p.m. Eastern time on Monday, March 4th. Beck has secured an early release for you. Okay? Not of everything, by the way. Not of everything, just some stuff. She's still going to let me talk about one thing on Tuesday. <laughs> All right. I still get to talk about one thing on Tuesday. All right. Um, retrieving says, so APAC are still left out. I mean, are they? I mean, that's but way, way better. If it's 8.30 p.m. Europe, that would be 8.30 a.m. for Australia. Yeah, so I mean, Depending at least it's, at least exactly, it's morning, you know, around eight a.m. Yeah, so so there you go. I mean, it's better than it was. It's better than it was. All right, come on, retrieving. It's better than it was. All right, uh, and kudos to Beck and her marketing team for actually hearing that feedback and making positive changes. All right, making positive changes to um, to include more of our international and global audience. All right, there you go. Sunday says, just scrap the sneak peeks. No, not a chance. If you guys actually complain enough that sneak peeks don't happen anymore, then shame on you. <laughs> shame on you. All right. Um, yeah, 3M says it's going to be early now in Australia, like mm -hmm. 8 a.m. or something like that. Okay, well, that's still that works for all three time zones then. That works yeah, for everybody. Time. Okay. <sighs> Nera says, easy to release that for EU and Apex without releasing North America. Are you kidding me? With Discord today? Listen, somebody in VIP just needs to, to hawk a loogie and you guys are talking about it everywhere. Immediately, within seconds. Okay? <laughs> Seriously. All somebody has to do is sneeze the right way and you guys are talking about it on every single Discord there is. So... Uh, yeah, it's, uh, you can't say that you're going to keep it from any one particular audience. You guys are crazy. As a matter of fact, you're right, JB. Rumor has it that VIP is still going to get it, uh, get it a little bit early, which means you guys are all going to know about it even before lube goes on the air. <laughs> so yeah, you guys are all going to know everything by the time lube goes on the air anyway, because VIP is going to get it first. All right. Uh, <laughs> there you go. Um, let's see everybody's getting up Monday, Nura. Everybody gets it. Uh, let's see. So will I be doing a talking in cars on Tuesday? No. I got to be honest with you. So we've been talking a lot about this over the last week or two about uh, how we were going to adjust our content schedule and, and shift a few things because I don't want to bite off more than I can chew and I still want to adjust. Um, I know it's going to sound uh, maybe sad or silly, but I don't think I'm going to do arc falls in the car anymore. I don't think I'm going to do talking in cars anymore. Um, I mean, I, I guess I, <laughs> I still could. But here's the thing. Everything that we would talk about in talking with cars, we can now do Monday night. You see what I'm saying? That's what, that's what uh, Beck has allowed us to do. We don't have to do a talking in cars because we can do everything Monday night. You know, And last week, I did that. Uh, or last month, I did that. I took everything. And I uploaded it to podcast. So you guys had the podcast even Monday night. You didn't even have to wait till Tuesday morning. So I took everything Monday night and I uploaded it to podcast for you guys. 
So that way, you know, you had everything Monday night even instead of Tuesday. Uh, now, somebody is asking, are they giving us everything? Is it going to be all the stuff? Um, no, but it is the biggest pieces of it. Okay. Like, for example, this month uh, in the preview, we're not talking about officers. And I don't know if I was supposed to say that or not, but we're talking about the feature. We're not going to talk about the officers. Am I not supposed to say that? Okay, sorry. Uh, <laughs> we will talk through a feature on Monday. So you guys still want the talking in cars? I mean, here's the thing. I feel like it's repeating myself. How hard is it to explain the officers, though? It's not hard to explain officers. It's all there's going to be on Tuesday. Wait, the officers? Yeah, because the feature comes Monday. The officers hmm. would be Tuesday. So, you know. <laughs> Interesting. I do think that they should just do the whole arc. I mean, but I, again, baby steps, baby steps, baby steps. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm super thrilled that we're doing this, but let's just, you know, hey, over the next couple of months, let's just keep pushing. Let's just do the arc launch Monday night. That way, it'll save us a little bit of time, right? It'll save us a little bit of time, save us a little bit of work. I'm just saying. I'd rather do the content Monday night anyway. So, anywho. <sighs> if you guys still want a Tuesday morning show, I guess I can do it. I just, I, it, it feels like I'm repeating everything. But, you know, that's fine. I'm fine repeating stuff. If you guys want to listen to it, you just want to listen to me repeat myself, I can do that too. Uh, <laughs> Wait, you think people like DJ time? Well, probably not. You enjoy spending more time with me, Grungadola says. Okay, I get it. I get it. Okay, 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 okay. Um, Yeah, I agree with you, Sooner Grand. I agree with you. Okay. So, to Monday night, we'll do a show based on the hints and Beck's video. Tuesday night, I don't know if I'm going to get to do a stream simply because I got that network thing at the office that I got to do, but that should be my last late night. Wednesday, we'll shoot for a pod. Thursday, we'll shoot for a stream and play it a little bit, and then... Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, I'm off, and I will not be doing a podcast next Sunday because I am going to Washington, D.C. to see Raven for the first time in six weeks. So um, I'm excited to go and have a little bit of fun. Okay. Uh, Cruzito said it was more important the talking cars when things were still up in the air from the night before. That is true. That is true. I wonder if... Uh, I'll okay. We'll play it by ear. I'll just see if I've got. I'll see if I can find questions. I'll see. Did I ever fix those hard drive issues? No. <laughs> no, I gave up on them before I went on on break. Uh, I'll do it. Uh, I'll do it. I'll work on it again this week probably. I'll work on it again, and that's true. Dragon Keeper says talking cards different audience. Okay, maybe I will. Maybe I will. All right. Anything else? Oh, Lord Sunday says, can we do a meet and greet with the new hamster? Yes. Um, Hammy as I so affectionately refer to him as, Hammy has already reached out, and uh, we are working on coordinating a day for him to come and do a show, and he will. He wants to do an interview. He wants to meet you guys. So Obsidian Hamster, uh, our brand-new community manager, will be making an appearance 
and uh, he wants to come out and do an interview with you guys. So we will uh, we will do that with you guys as well. Benny Hill says, so is Echo an overlord now? He's always been an overlord. He's a staffer. All of them are overlords. All right. What kind of question is that? Yeah, he's, he's always been an overlord. All right. Um, so anywho, but yeah, Hammy, uh, wants to come out and meet you guys. So, uh, yeah, Hammy's awesome. I actually got to meet. Yes, Beck, you are also an overlord. Um, I actually got to meet Hammy in Los Angeles last time I was out there. He's a super cool guy. A lot of fun. Very nerdy. I think you guys are going to like him because he is very nerdy. All right. Great guy. Uh, yeah, he is like super, super nice guy. Uh, very nerdy, very friendly, likes to talk, likes to hang out. All right. So, um, he's, uh, he's a cool guy. He's a cool guy. And uh, I think that, uh, I think you guys will like him a lot. All right. And Blueberry says, and he actually plays the game. That's actually true. He does play. He actively plays. He plays a lot. That's true. Blueberries. Thank you for pointing that out. He does play the game. He knows the game. So, uh, there you go. All right, any other questions or anything before we get ready to go? Only been an hour and 45 minutes, but uh, I can't think of much more than much more than I want to cover. I mean, we are in between the arcs, even though I like the Verizon stuff. Hey, uh, did I fall off the boat? No, I did not. Did I get rated in incursions? Yes, <laughs> but it was by my own server. So I apparently, <laughs> I... All right, so I was just coming off. I came off the boat on Thursday, but I was super tired, so I slept a lot, okay? Um, and I did not get drained. Take it back, that dealer. I almost got drained. Uh, what my what does almost mean? I was down under 2 trillion resources, but they started at 20 trillion. I mean, it's... Uh, it's <laughs> basically drained <laughs> no i still had two trillion wham says i was under a trill no i was not i still had one trillion steel and then so it, it was definitely less than two because i still had like half a trillion trite i had like well maybe a little less than that like three or four hundred trite uh i had close to it was like eight or nine hundred million steel and i still had like three hundred million dill so yeah no no, my server still won. Thank God. Thank God. Otherwise, I would have gotten a ton of... Uh, yeah, but <laughs> I, still, uh, I still got raided by a lot. 20 trillion resources. And uh, yeah, 15 still beat 20. And, but it, that's because Wham found me. Wham found me and my server raided me. All right, Wham rated me, Loki rated me, Jonathan Ingram rated me. They rated me. Uh, yeah, Wham defended me from server 20 and then rated me himself. <laughs> yeah, 20 trillion. 20 trillion. Duval, thank you for the resub. Appreciate that. Radio Dad, Frustrated Borg, Chris, son of Mac. Welcome in. Wardot, no. So Wardot wasn't rating me because he was with me. So Wardod, such a nice guy. He met me in Florida. Uh, he met me. So after we got off uh, off the boat in Cape Canaveral, 
Uh, I was staying at Cocoa Beach at a hotel because I went to the Kennedy Space Center. And that Friday, Wardod came down. He said that he would drive me to the airport and we had lunch. And, uh, and so we did. Yeah, Death Dealer, I didn't know. He said that we were only an hour away from you. I had no idea. Um, so because I, I'm a terrible teammate. I don't know where anybody's from. So, uh, yeah, server 20 is Rev Biscuit. That's Rev Server. So, yes, I beat Rev Server. And I didn't even really play that much. But, um, so, anywho, they were, um, a lot of people, I guess, were, were down in that area. But Wardod came and picked me up from my hotel. We went and had lunch. And, um, and he dropped me off at the airport at, um, uh, what's it called? Uh, Melbourne. He took me to the airport at Melbourne. And uh, it was really nice. I finally got to meet him, and um, we talked about gameplay. He talked about um, how, oh, by the way, he stole my hat. All right, he stole my hat. Um, remember that, that uh, anime hat Oliver was talking about earlier today? He stole my hat. JB, he says, I would have been there if you told me. <laughs> anyway, he stole my hat. I gave him, I gave him a, a hat that I got on the cruise, a nice big. So just imagine next time Wardot is raiding me. Yes, he raided me in real life. He took my hat. All right. Um, <laughs> so next time he's raiding me on the game, you can just imagine that he's sitting there wearing this big straw hat <laughs> while he's raiding my base. Um, but... I'm oh, I forgot where I was going with this story. He stole my hat. That's all I got. Oh, he told me. He told me that he wanted me to play more aggressively. He said the day that I stole his, uh, his bio ship. Remember when we were up in space and I stole his bio ship? He said he was crying laughing and he wishes I did more of that. So, Wardon, game on. Uh, from now on, anytime I see you out, I'm just going to destroy you. Uh, under cargo, don't care. You heard it. Listen, IJ, he said that the rules don't apply to him and me. He says I can kill him no matter what at any time. All right, so there you go. All right, I'm going to do it. If I see him out there, which I never will, I'm never going to see him because he mines way up, way up higher than I can get to. But if I see him in Voyager space, I'm going to kill him. <laughs> I'm going to do it. <laughs> JB says, could I do it too? I don't know. You better ask him first. But he <laughs> he said, I was dying laughing. He said, I was choking laughing so hard when you stole my bioship. I'm going to do it more. I'm going to do it more. All right. Questions. Any last second questions before I go? Because I got to go. It's getting late. I'm hungry. I want to go eat. Uh, Dragon Keeper. Here we go. Good STFC question. Can we talk about the aquatic battleships? Hitting 30% chance on the go-home cannon 100% of the time. Is that happening 100%? I haven't played, in all fairness, Dragon Keeper. Is that, is that verified? Are they hitting? A oh, thank you. Bearbutt just sent me a picture of the hat. I'll put it in the graphics room for you guys. Um, this is the hat that Wardod raided for me in real life. Okay, so next time he's raiding me, or next time he's playing games with us on stream, just know he's probably wearing this hat. <laughs> He's probably wearing this hat. <laughs> oh, it's good. 
I know Devon says all you've done is eat all week. I worked a lot. I did work a lot. I did eat a lot, but also worked a lot. All right. It wasn't easy. It wasn't easy getting to, to meet all these people and interview all these people all the time. Rev got the go home cannon seven times in a row. I mean, that's not a good enough sample size, guys. It's not two sides, same coin says it's just bad RNG. I mean, it could end up being more than, I mean, I guess it could feel like it's more than 30%, but I have not, uh, Wham says nine out of 10. So maybe it's a little higher than, maybe it's a little higher than 30. What, what was it? Uh, was it a 30% chance to fire the big gun? Let's go check this out real quick. Maybe they had it backwards. Maybe it was a 70% chance to fire the big gun and a 30% chance to survive. Do they, you think they just maybe got it backwards? I believe it is 30%. Let's see. You believe it was 30% what? Chance to get that shot. A 30% chance to take the shot. Mm -hmm. All right. So this was a battleship. Here we go. Zindi Aquatic Enhanced. But you know, I, I have no idea. At the start of combat, it has a 30% chance to fire its heavy artillery on the fifth weapon. Now, are, are you guys, I mean, again, I haven't played, I'm not the right person. I'm just asking questions at this point. Okay, I'm just asking questions. Are you guys sure that we're, that we're talking about the right weapon? Because mm -hmm. weapon four is pretty big, but weapon five is the, is the 10 billion shot. <laughs> So are we sure that that's I'm just, I'm just double checking. Prime Rex says he's had four out of five times success so far. So he's batting 20%. MDB says it's happening a lot more than advertised. Well, let me see if I can find out. All right. I'll, I'll see if I can ask the question. Um, Wham says he thinks one content creator got six wins in a row. Really? Uh, Bartel says I won three out of four today. Recursion says I'm generally getting about a 70% success rate. So I would say that you guys, you guys are probably just, some of you are just having bad RNG. And by the way, that's going to happen. All right. That's going to happen. All right. So, I mean, if somebody's got the top end of it, some people are going to get it every time. I mean, you guys have Bubba Joe luck. All right. That's right. I kill you. Scopely just hates certain people. All right. <laughs> all right. It, it, it just, it, that happens. All right. I haven't killed any. I haven't even tried to kill them because I'm not even flying the right crew. I'm doing loot crew. I really need to pay attention to you guys. Um, I need to watch you guys. I don't even know what crew to be running on these things, to be perfectly honest with you. I know you guys have been talking about some Leslie stuff and, and then you were talking about Pike Moreau Chen and I, but I have no idea what you guys are running. I need, I need a blue Mandalorian, uh, officer chart. Has he made one? I need a blue Mandalorian officer chart uh, so that I can see what crews to run. Because I've just been running loot crew. I, don't, I haven't even done anything. But I've been gone, so I haven't paid any attention. But anyway, what it says is that it's a 30% chance to fire heavy artillery on the fifth weapon. That would be this one down here. And it does still um, have 10 shots. So you've got a 30% chance for it to fire, but you're still eliminating uh, nine of the shots because of the um, because of the ability of the NX-01. So basically, you've got a 30% chance of it firing one time. Okay? Uh, and that's, that's still a thing. So 
there's a great spreadsheet out there. I need to look it up because, see, I want to I want to be able to kill the interceptors and still be able to then try one or two battleships. Like, I don't want to take a crew just for interceptors, and I don't want to take a crew just for battleships. All right? So I, I want to find that good blended crew. Radio Dad says, look in the graphics room. Well, I'll be on. I posted it, didn't I? <laughs> I'm the one who posted it. Oh, uh, I see. He told me this to post stuff. I wasn't paying attention. I just post stuff. Okay. Well, there you go. Uh, I will refresh it in the graphics room for you guys. Uh, here you go. Leslie, Moreau, and Nero? Sounds weird. Uh, below decks, that's what you've got going on. And this... Wait, no, this is the Leslie crew to punch up against the battleships. What's the blended crew to do interceptors and battleships? What's the blended crew? This is the one where, like, you go and you, like, you're chucking up to, like, the, the level 57 one or something, right? I guess so. Yeah, I, I don't know. I have no idea how they're going to do it. Trekfan says, what are they going to do providing incursion exocomps being activated while winning servers have the slot filled? That's obvious. They're going to wait seven days. <laughs> all right yeah they're not going to give it <laughs> that's an obvious answer they're going to wait seven days all right so yeah if you're expecting that this week not going to happen uh they're going to wait until this thing slots out which is going to take at least six more days then they'll do the comp all right if they remember i'll make sure they remember okay engineer says you don't need interceptors if you punch up high enough oh, okay so i ignore the interceptors completely and if I am going to use this crew, then just go for a battleship. So where, okay, if I've got a tier one NX-01, because by the way, that's what mine is, tier one. If I'm going to do a tier one NX-01, how far up can I punch? Wirespeed says if you punch up, you can get a week's worth of loot at a time. Jerry says why Nero instead of GG? Good question. We should ask Blue. Uh, Wham says start with a 53. So whatever my health is. Oh, okay, right here. So my minimum haul health points. That's what I need. So this is the amount that I need for the haul. Gosh, man, he did a great job on this thing, didn't he? Loot with Max Zindi loot favor. Because I'm not using any loot officers. It looks like I'm using no loot officers at all. So I'm just punching up. So if I have my Max Zindi loot favor, this is how much loot I'm getting but I have to have this much whole health. So if I've got a tier one NX-01, then I have to look at my health, my health points and that tells me where I can go, right? Am I getting that? Okay, got it. Got it, got it, good. Divine says at tier one, you have no chance. Oh. <laughs> oh, man. All right, fine. So what what tier do I need to have it before I can I can try this thing out? I don't have to go try it out. I don't even know now. Depends on my favors. <laughs> Nero is better than GG unless she's higher tier. Uh, nice firing pattern on the NX for proccing Nero. So if if both of them are tier five, that's everywhere it matters. Uh, throwing it in matters. He was our officer consultant last month. So as long as they're both the same tier, then Nero's better because of the firing pattern. Okay, got it. Makes sense. If Neelix is maxed, you can replace Nero with 5 of 11. 
if Neelix is maxed, but I don't think my Neelix is maxed. Wait a second. Why do we have Neelix and Nero over here? Why do we do that? If I have Neelix maxed, I, I can replace. Yeah, I don't need them both, right? Okay. Matter says I can still do it with a tier one NX01. I just can't go so high, beef up my haul, and take a look at the chart. Okay, I'll do it. <sighs> Interesting. Very cool. Below decks officers are suggestions. Okay. Well, this is a great little chart, and it's available in our graphics room. You guys can go check that out. That is amazing, beautiful, and super duper awesome. All right. Thank you guys very, very much. I appreciate it. Any other last-minute questions very quickly before we get ready to go? Uh, hopefully. Yes, Jules Verne. Can you walk through tomorrow on stream? You absolutely can. Jules Verne will be live uh, on stream tomorrow night. He's going to walk through this crew, why it works, how it works, and, uh, and any modifications that can be made, and we'll even demonstrate it tomorrow because uh, I think I shouldn't be able to get a, a cell. Wow, I think I just had a stroke. I'll get a cell or two. I think I have one. I spent a bunch the other day. Joker says tomorrow, not Tuesday. No, yeah, I'm going to probably stream tomorrow, not Tuesday. I got a flip-flop. Captain Q says, how you doing, TJ? Is you good? Yeah, I'm good, man. It was a great week. It was a very good vacation. Uh, am I going to have a great week this week, says Biscuits? Yes, I am. I hope so. I'm going to have a great week this week. Um, again, I really I can't say thank you enough to uh, everybody involved. Griffin especially, uh, who was just, he worked as hard as I did last week. We recorded a ton of content. It was amazing. But again, uh, I, I have to really come back and just lay it out. Beck made the opportunity possible, so I'm really very grateful. It was a... It was a life-changing event. As a Star Trek fan, it was a life-changing event, and I'm so very, very excited about sharing it with you guys uh, next year. I just, I hope we can get as many people to go as we possibly can. I told, um, I told Beck that I feel like I feel like we could get a hundred people to go, and if we got a hundred people to go, we listen. Garrett Wong had some of his Delta Flyers on the ship. Okay. He had some of his Delta Flyers on the ship. But if we brought 100 people, we would be the number one sized fan base of any one in particular product on that ship, aside from Star Trek, obviously. But like the Delta Flyers or the Shuttle Pod Show or, or Gates McFadden Investigates, any of those, like they've all got their little fan clubs and stuff like that. If we brought 100 people, we would have the largest podcast presence there and uh and it would be amazing i'm very very excited I, about I, it i will join but i will not be representing stfc nobody represents stfc as a matter of fact you go as a we, we're gonna you guys really want to go as a litter box <laughs> oh it'll just be the the talking mm. trek litter box sounds terrible mm. Garrett's walking, yeah, I've got the Delta Flyers. Who did you bring, DJs? The litter box. Might have to think about that one. <laughs> we might have to think about that one a little bit. <laughs> the cat colony. Yeah, we uh, we brought the litter box. All right. But yeah, that's what we're uh, that's what we're doing. A cruise by Trekkies for Trekkies. And uh, and that's what we want to do. I want to bring a hundred people. I want to bring a hundred people. And yes, we're gonna have to design a t-shirt. 
We're going to have to have a special, a special T-shirt for the fan club that we're all going to wear when we're on the ship. Um, there's going to be special merchandise. Absolutely. We're going to have to do it. And, uh, and it'll be absolutely amazing. Okay. Absolutely amazing. I want 100 people to do it. Why not 101? I want, I'm sorry. I want a minimum of 100 people. Okay. I want a minimum of 100 people to go. Maybe 200 people. Maybe we do 100 staterooms. <laughs> Listen, we're not going to be limited. Not going to be limited. Captain Q says, if I'm still playing, I'm in. Who cares, Q? Who cares if you're playing or not? It's a Trek con. has nothing to do with Fleet Command. It's Trek. We love Trek. And Fleet Command cannot suck the love of Trek out of us. It sucks sanity, patience, money. But not the love of track. All right. <laughs> all right, guys. Uh, we're going to take a very quick break. I appreciate all of you. Uh, not take a break. We're, we're probably just going to go. We're probably just going to go, Rip. It's time to go. Uh, thank you guys so very much for hanging out here tonight. Appreciate it. My name is Ultimate DJs. Inviting you to visit our website at TalkingTrackSTFC.com. Death Dealer says, yeah, I think DJ needs to give away a free cruise. I'm doing it. Did you miss the, the news earlier? Huh? I'm doing it. We are giving away. We are going to be giving away a cruise. Yeah. Somebody wasn't watching earlier, was he? Somebody wasn't watching. <laughs> no, we are going to give. Uh, we are going to give away. To one lucky winner and a plus one. We're going to give away a cruise later on in the year. But don't let that be a deterrent. Tickets go on sale. Tickets go on sale March 12th. And um, they will sell out quickly. So if you can buy one, do it. If you can't buy one, then we still have a chance to win. All right. There you go. Boom, 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 boom. All right. Am I the cute cat? Yes. Not right now. I'm a scruffy-looking old fat guy. But I am a cute cat sometimes, too. All right, guys. Uh, visit us on our website, TalkingTrekSTFC.com. TalkingTrekSTFC.com is where you can go to find links to our YouTube, our Twitch, our merchandise store. Uh, all kinds of good, fun things related to Talking Trek. And, uh, oh, yeah, 3M. Tickets for next year. Start selling on March 12th, and I would imagine by probably a week or two in, they'll be sold out. All right, it's uh, it's going to be, I mean, they sold out this year. Well, pretty close. The only thing they had left were like the super expensive rooms. When will the cruise code be ready? I have no idea, but I'll reach out to them tomorrow just to see if I can get more details and all that stuff. Okay. They go on sale on the 12th, and they'll be sold out by the end of the month for sure. All right, guys. Um, listen, I do also want to say thank you very much to our Patreon supporters. I forgot to do that list today, but I will uh, do it one point this week, and we'll get that updated. Thank you guys so very, very much. I really do uh, appreciate all of you. Wow, Beck really hooked you up. Yes, she did. Yes, she did. But we got uh, – she hooked me up with all of the opportunities and all the people that we got to meet. But um, we actually, Griffin and I, we decided to do we decided to do the giveaway ourselves. So yes, talking track 
We'll be giving away a room to one lucky winner and a guest. That isn't to say that nobody else won't be doing anything at all at any point in the future. There could be multiple chances to win. Maybe. Possibly. <laughs> Y'all have a great night. Love you, minute. Peace out. Yeah, for now. Yeah. <laughs>